The gospel for today comes from the gospel according to John, the ninth chapter. As Jesus walked along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was born blind, so that God's works might be revealed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me. While it is day, night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva and spread the mud on the man's eyes, saying to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam. Which means sent. Then he went and washed and came back, able to see. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar began to ask, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some were saying, It is he. Others were saying, No, but it is someone like him. He kept saying, I am the man. But they kept asking him, Then how were your eyes opened? He answered, The man called Jesus made mud, spread it on my eyes, and said to me, Go to Siloam and wash. Then I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. Then the Pharisees also began to ask him how he had received his sight. He said to them, He put mud on my eyes. Then I washed. Now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God, for he does not observe the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner perform such signs? And they were divided. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him? It was your eyes he opened. He said, He is a prophet. The Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight. They asked them, is this your son, who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind, but we do not know how it is that he now sees, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He is of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that anyone who confessed Jesus to be the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, He is of age, ask him. So for the second time they called the man who had been blind, and they said to him, Give glory to God. We know that this man, Jesus, is a sinner. He answered, I don't know whether he's a sinner, but one thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. They said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I've told you already and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? Then they reviled him, saying, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, Here's the astonishing thing. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but he does listen to one who worships him and obeys his will. 
Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, You were born entirely in sins, and you are trying to teach us? And they drove him out. Jesus heard that they had driven him out. And when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir? Tell me, so that I may believe in him. Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. He said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment, so that those who do not see may see, and those who do see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard this and said to him, Surely we are not blind, are we? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would not have sin. But now that you say, we see, your sin remains. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace to you and peace from God, our Creator, and from our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. One of the better-known proverbs in Scripture goes like this, where there is no vision, the people perish. I recognize the truth and the wisdom of this saying, but I wonder if the opposite could also be said, where there is vision, the people perish. It all depends on what your vision is its content, its source. Not all vision is created equal. Not all vision leads to the life that God wants for us. I see this in our gospel text this morning. We meet a man whose life was defined by his lack of vision. Like the woman at the well, this person is not named in the story. For 2,000 years, he's simply been known as the man born blind. We don't know much about his background. He enters the story as a kind of prop, an object in a theological debate. Exhibit A, the man born blind, whose fault is it? Who sinned? I can't imagine that felt very good to him. He wasn't deaf after all, and he was listening. I'm sure it came as no surprise though. He knew what people thought of him. When they looked at him, they saw a beggar an object of pity or derision, someone who was either the victim or the perpetrator of sin. But when Jesus looked at him, he saw something different. He saw a person, not an object. He saw a child of God with a part to play in the divine story. When Jesus looked at the man, he saw a witness. And by the grace of God, that is what the man became. With his vision restored, he bore witness to Jesus' healing power. I was blind, he put mud on my eyes, had me wash, and now I see. Over and over again, he tells the story of his own experience. I was blind, now I see. 
It's interesting as the controversy around this healing intensified, so did the man's testimony. Never since the world began, he told the crowd, has anyone opened the eyes of a person born blind. It seems like not only his sight had been restored, but he had found his voice. Jesus recognized that this man was a witness. God's vision is not the same as our vision. This is true in the case of some of the religious leaders who heard about the healing as well. Not all of them, but some of them. Now, when people looked at the religious leaders, they saw the educated ones, the wise ones, the righteous and respected ones, worthy of interpreting God's word, worthy of the influence and authority that had been granted them. But when Jesus looked at some of these leaders, he saw something different. He saw people whose eyes and minds were closed. Instead of being curious about what had happened, turning to wonder, as our covenants of presence here at St. Mark say, they pretty quickly rendered a judgment. This man is not from God because he doesn't observe the Sabbath in the proper way. He is a sinner. They set about gathering evidence to support their verdict. When Jesus looked at these religious leaders, he saw people whose trust in their own vision, in their own righteousness, had blinded them. They were blind to the presence of God in their midst, blind to the light of God in Christ. It's ironic, isn't it? Things are not as they appear to be, are not as we expect them to be. When the Spirit of God is on the loose, our vision, our own expectations are continually challenged and subverted by this God who sees past the surface, this God who sees the human heart, this God with remarkable, holy vision. In a humble teenage shepherd boy named David, God saw a king. In a blind beggar, God saw a witness who could bring God glory. And in the upright ones, the holy ones, God saw people in desperate need of healing, people who needed to be freed from the shackles of arrogance and self-righteousness, of rigid tradition, free to trust the love of God for their sense of worth, the mercy of God for their salvation. It's a tough one. It is so hard to surrender the vision you have of yourself, even if it's a false one. But God's grace is amazing. It rains down on us each day like these spring showers we've had, washing away our false beliefs, our stubborn pride, and the shame that binds us, the shame that blinds us. In the light of Christ, we see things we could not see with our own eyes. Christ's claim on us gives us a new vision for the world and for our place in it. In the light of Christ, we see that life is a gift from God infused with the Holy Spirit. 
It is not to be lived for ourselves alone, but for others and for the glory of God. This may seem obvious to people of faith. I may be preaching to the choir. But the culture we live in offers a pretty compelling, competing vision to this. An enticing vision of life lived for one's own glory, for our own security and status. A vision that so easily reduces us to objects, to consumers, to competitors. A vision that blinds us to God's work among us. This is not who God created us to be. This is not holy vision. In the light of Christ, we see that life is a gracious gift from a loving God. And in the light of Christ, we see that people are not objects or props to be used for our own gain. They are sisters and brothers, neighbors, no matter how different their experience is, no matter how different they look or sound, in the light of Christ, we recognize others as beloved children of God, each with a part to play in the divine story. And in the light of Christ, we can see ourselves, every one of us, saint, every one of us, sinner. We do not have to wear masks or keep up appearances with God. God sees beyond the surface. And God, who is rich in mercy and abundant in love, loves us even when we are dead in sin, even when we are blind and bound. God raises us up and makes us alive in Christ Jesus. God opens our eyes to the vision of life in Christ and calls us to be witnesses of his amazing grace. In this new day, in this new week, I pray that by the power of that grace, we would be granted eyes to see, ears to hear.